You're a visionary. You know all is possible in the NFT world, and I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT gurus who share their experiences, strategies, tools, and tips so you can dive even deeper into creating your own freedom with NFTs. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to freedom with NFTs. Today's guest on Freedom with NFTs is one of those cool people that I am so excited to be connected with and I'm honored to connect you with him. Andre, a.k.a. Droshik, is a trilingual and multicultural artist and creative. He's been making electronic music since he was a teenager and recently got immersed in the NFT space and expanded his brand to digital art. Currently, he is developing his own NFT projects while also helping other people to kickstart their NFT projects through coaching and accountability partnership. His motto is, be silly, be kind, and spread the love. It's an honor to have you today on Freedom with NFT Stroschik. Welcome. How are you doing today? Thanks so much, Lauren. I'm doing wonderful. I'm so excited to be on your show and talk about NFTs because, you know, on a daily basis, that's all I want to talk about anyway. So might as well record it and spread the the knowledge, you know? <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm so excited to dive into this episode with you. But before we do, I'm curious, what is it that you do, Droshik? So for my normal, you know, nine to five job, I work as a support engineer for a small AR startup. And my second full-time job is having two little kids, two and a half and six-year-old. So that's what I'm doing between my normal job and my NFT addiction. That's my kids come in between. And then as soon as they are bathed and in bed, I come back to my lair and stay up till midnight, one, two, and just, you know, I'm just involved in that space. So but, you're a very busy individual. And although... Droshek and I are on video now. You can't see this in the podcast episode. I have to tell everyone who's listening, his setup is absolutely incredible. Droshek has really taken the time to curate a space of creativity, innovation, and let me just tell you, organization. What I'm looking at right now is an incredible studio. So Droshek, what I'd like to know now is how did you hear about nfts yes well first of all thanks for uh the shout out to my studio <laughs> a lot of blood sweat and tears went into building it and i'm very happy with the state it's at now the way i got into nfts or heard about the term nft was back in i would say april it was around the time right before gary vaynerchuk's v friends project was announced he started talking about it, and I think it was one of the interviews that I've randomly was watching either on Instagram or YouTube. Someone asked him, like, hey, Gary, like, what's the next big thing in tech, you know? And he immediately was like, NFTs. Like, you got to get, get start educating yourself on NFTs. Like, that's going to be the next big thing. And, you know, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, okay, sounds interesting. I have no idea what that is. But, you know, I've been following Gary for a long time. I uh, respect and trust the person. so did you know my due diligence and started doing some research and homework i think like 
10 YouTube videos and several articles later, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is the future. It was mm-hmm. like immediately clear to me how this is going to be like, like literally the next big thing. A lot of people mm-hmm. refer to like NFTs and blockchain as like Web3, which is, you know, makes total sense. Again, for those of you who are listening and you have like no idea what I'm talking about, when the internet, you know, first came around, that, that is referred to as Web1. And then when social media came around, that was uh, Web 2. And now with NFTs and blockchain and like decentralization of everything, that is uh, referred to as Web 3. So after getting that initial education on what that is, I, I just started getting involved, you know, joining discords and, and starting following people on Twitter in that space. And Clubhouse was a big thing for me just joining random rooms around the NFT topic and, you know, either listening or participating in the conversation and, you know, making connections. And then one thing led to another thing and the third thing. And next thing you know, I'm like, I'm about to launch my own NFT project. Like, what has just happened? You know, it's crazy. Like, this space moves so fast. It's unbelievable. Thank you for walking us through your actual journey and explaining how it is that you got involved through Twitter spaces, Clubhouse, being on Twitter and just listening in and getting educated so that you could figure out how to take action in this space. I want to jump into your project in a little bit. Before we do that, I'm I'm curious to know, what projects have you bought into and why did you buy into those projects? Sure. So initially, and I'm like 100% sure that it will apply to most people who join the space, you are completely clueless. Like you have no idea what you're doing. And you just kind of like, you know, following the herd. No, like, oh, if someone recommends something, you're just going to go in and get it. Or if your friend is a part of some project, then you've got to get involved as well. But I think it's extremely important to take things slowly I feel like a lot of people just like rush in and be like, oh my God, I need to get involved with everything. And like, no, it's impossible. It already is impossible to get involved in every project. It was maybe six months ago because there was only like a handful of projects out there. Now it's like, you know, every day you have 50 projects dropping and it's just going to get bigger and bigger. I always do the reference of how like back in the early YouTube uh, days, you could literally name all the top creators and now you have, you know, 100,000 new channels popping up every single day. Like, it's impossible mm-hmm. to follow and be aware of everything. So, it's going to be the exact same thing in the NFT space. So, the projects that I initially bought into was pretty much uh, projects of other community members who I met through Twitter or Clubhouse. And just kind of like, you know, it was my way of getting like dipping my toe in the space, but also supporting other artists, other community members by buying one of their pieces. It was also a an easy entryway because most of those pieces were, you know, affordable. They weren't, you know, costing, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. uh, for one. It was more of like, you know, in the range of, you know, 50 to 100. So I'm like, okay, cool. I can, you know, I can spend 60, 70 bucks to support a fellow artist because I know at the end it will come back to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got a few of those like just like random projects from from friends and, and new community members. And then obviously Gary V's project was coming up and I was really looking forward for that. 
and finally it dropped and I got my VFriend at almost floor price. Floor price means like the uh, bottom or like the cheapest price you can get it at because the way Gary dropped his project was a Dutch auction. So it starts at a high price and then over a certain period of time, it slowly drops down to the floor price, which was 0.5 Ethereum. Back then, Ethereum was over $4,000. So that was, you know, over $2,000 for me to pay for that one token plus gas fees. Um, So you have to pay like a fee to basically uh, execute any transaction on the blockchain. So that's kind of like a a term that is, you know, very uh, popular and everybody who's in this space are familiar with. But if you're just new to this, uh, just know that for every transaction you have to pay a fee and that fee usually ranges between you know 15 to 500 dollars it depends on the time of day how congested and busy the network is and a bunch of other criteria but you know that's a topic for another podcast So finally, you know, Gary V dropped this project. I got my V friend. I got like really excited about it that I can actually, you know, have a piece of history and be directly invested in Gary V's IP. Like that was what really drew me into that. And what I think a lot of people are missing is that you are investing in the person or the team behind the project. And it is in the community's interest that the project succeeds because then if the project succeeds everybody in the community will benefit and the same thing goes back to the owners you know if the owners of the project their project is successful then obviously the community benefits and they benefit right like obviously (laughs) that's our Mm -hmm. project it's great it's trending it's you know floors going up and everybody wins so this is kind of like the main thing i would say to watch out for when you're like trying to figure out what project to get into always do a research on who is behind the project are those people publicly available or are it just like anonymous random name and you know an avatar of a not a real person mm-hmm. uh, because that is kind of like a almost a, a make or break for me now after getting exposure and you know i see myself as an experienced person in that space even though i've only been involved for like maybe six months but at six months in the nft space it's like you know equivalent to like two three years in the regular world of you know before you go on i want you to talk a little bit more about time in the nft space what do you mean it's like two or three years in the regular world what are you talking about well, because this space is so uh, new and so exciting, like there's just so much happening at any given moment. Like there's always projects dropping. There's always people, you know, talking about different things on Twitter, on Clubhouse and Discord. Just the fact that every project has its own Discord, it's almost like a, a mandatory thing, you know. The more projects you get involved in, the more discords you're going to have to be a part of and keep track of. And that, you know, can easily just get overwhelming and out of hand. And then next thing you know, you're just like, oh, I I completely lost track of time. I've been like sitting here for for 10 hours talking to people on Discord and and checking notifications. And there's announcements and and giveaways and and different collabs happening. And you just want to get involved and be a part of everything. So it's like, it seems to like, oh, like I've been just sitting here for two hours, but then, 
you know, you look at the clock and like, oh shit, I gotta get up to work in two <laughs> minutes. You know, it's like, what happened? Like the night just went away, and so, and that's like day in day out. This mm-hmm. is what the space is like. So it is extremely overwhelming for anyone who's just getting into it. So that's why I always say like, you just you take it slow. Like it is extremely early still. We're mm-hmm. extremely early. So like, don't feel like you're already missing out and you you know miss the train or on punks and or on the board apes and whatever else like no like there's gonna be more amazing projects and initiatives coming out you know and only play with money you can afford to lose mm-hmm. and and buy into and support projects who, that are you know true to you like the, find things that you believe in Find things that you want to support or maybe you just love the art or maybe you love the roadmap or maybe you love the team or they're like your great friends and you just want to support them. Whatever it is like the right thing for you, that is the type of project you should be getting involved in and buy into. Again, none of this is financial advice or anything like that, but you know, the, do, do your due diligence of doing some homework, getting your own education in that space. And then start getting into projects. Because again, like the the amount of time you're gonna be spending in that space after you get into, like it's it's literally gonna consume every ounce of your free time and, mm-hmm. and then some. <laughs> yes. I know for me, a shift that I noticed because I took action in the NFT space on August 17th. I researched for a couple months and then I said, okay, I feel confident to actually take action. And for me, taking action was starting to tweet on Twitter. And I noticed from August 17th up until last week that aside from my normal business I have, I'm a business coach where I work a lot of hours, I realized that I had been sitting so much extra that there were physical changes in my body, meaning I had put some weight on. So (laughs) I invested in a treadmill and I put a treadmill under my desk so I can stand while I work because I realized I am so enthralled in this space. Time doesn't exist. Time collapses and I need to make some changes. Otherwise, I'm going to put on a little too much weight (laughs) And at the age I'm at now, rebounding back is not what it used to be in my 20s. So I feel you on that. And that's a good little tidbit to give people as they go into NFT is take it slow. Yes. Take it slow. Like, don't rush in. You know, it's, I know it for myself. You know, it's like, I, you have to practice what you preach. And I know sometimes like it even is hard for me. Like, I want to get involved in so many different things because there's just like so many cool projects dropping so many, you know, people start to like really think more creatively and outside the box of like how we can stand out. What can we do different with our project that would, you know, put us head and shoulders above, uh, above the other projects that are out there because it's like, you know, it's kind of like trends. Initially you had the, the PFP projects, which is like a PFP stands for profile picture. It's kind of like a very common way of doing an nft drop it's you take a an animal that's usually been the trend for example i don't know an owl and then you call them crypto owls and you give them different properties and traits so they all 
look same but different. One of them will have a hat, another will have a shirt, another will have glasses, another will have black feathers and pink feathers, and one have a background, another won't. So it's like you have 10,000 of those different combinations. Some will be more rare than others. And that's kind of like how this whole space works. You mint a project, which means you, you pay money to to essentially buy one or more of those NFTs. Minting means it's just when you pay the money and then that token gets uh, put on the actual blockchain. So that is minting. And generally after uh, a few days after the mint, there's the reveal. So essentially like you don't know what you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can think about how like back in the day you would buy like a pack of sports cards, for example. You mm-hmm. buy the pack for you know $2. You don't know what cards are in the pack only after you open the pack you know like oh i got a rare one or i got just you know some common cards and some that i already have or something like that so it's kind of like very similar in, in that regard so there's just so many of those projects uh, came out in the last few months it already people are kind of getting tired of that like okay we need something new we need something different and like what else is there right so now you start getting more clever and creative projects for example, one project that I'm in is called Omnimorphs. I really like the art of it. Mm-hmm. So I got into it, you know, I, I bought, a f- I minted a few uh, at lunch and then I bought a, a few more on secondary market. So it means that after people minted them, they either didn't like what they got or they just wanted to do a quick flip. So they just, you know, sold it or listed it immediately for, you know, maybe like 0.02 higher than the mint price. So, you know, they made like a hundred bucks, but, you know, and in the long term, you could make much more or not. Again, n- nobody knows what's going to happen. So what they're doing is they just introduced a way to fuse Omnimorphs. So you can take two different avatars and you can combine them together and essentially like burning one of them. So burning means like you destroy the token. Mm-hmm. And then in return, you get this like, crystal that would allow you to then move traits from like one to another so for example if you have one with a really cool mask and another with like really cool background you can move the background to the one with the cool mask and then make it more rare and also because of the burning it creates a deflationary market which you know reduces the total supply so it's like all the the value of all the existing tokens will increase. So it's like that's like a one example of doing something different than just the regular things. There's another project that is not uh, available yet. It's coming out pretty soon called OG Crystals, I think. I might be butchering the name here. But what they're doing is really cool because when you mint, it's like a, a really beautifully looking like 3D crystal. And okay. So when you buy that, you get the random crystal, but then anytime you sell it, the new person who buys it, like that action of of selling it and buying it, it adds a new layer of of crystal to that existing NFT. Mm. That happens up to seven times, which means after seven times that an NFT has been traded, it will like assume its final form. It can no longer be developed. And the the mechanism that is used to determine how or what the new layer would look like, it is dependent on like your wallet address and the time of day 
and how much Ethereum is in your wallet and stuff like that. Just like really random and mm-hmm. it is so unique. And because you have different um, NFTs in your wallet, you can have you have a chance of getting like a much rarer layer added to the crystals. I know it might be like sound complete, like what is this guy talking about? But like this is the world we're in right now. There's just constantly new, interesting, cool, different things coming out. And you want to be like involved or at least be kind of like take some part of everything. And it literally is not possible already. So just back to the original point, take it slow. Don't take it slow. And when you were going through that description, I thought to myself, oh, no, this is a little bit overwhelming, but I think it's good for our audience to have that feeling of overwhelm because it makes you realize how deep NFTs go and to really bring it home with what we've already said a few times of take it slow. This segues perfectly into another topic I want to touch on in the NFT space, which is safety. Mm -hmm. You hear things happening, scams, don't send this, don't click this, don't do that. When I first entered the space, I would hear these things and I had no idea what was happening. So can you share with us how we can stay safe as we enter the NFT community? Absolutely. Uh, that's like one of my favorite topics to talk about. It's also like, I've, to me, one of the more important topics because of the the reality of the of the blockchain right there's mm-hmm. no like it's decentralized right there's no one company or or service or uh anyone who you can go to and complain or or get your money back or anything <laughs> like that like it doesn't exist right like if you if your credit card gets stolen and someone like you know buys a thousand dollars worth of uh, merch on it you can just call your credit card company and be like hey my credit card got stolen you know, mm-hmm. and it'll just give you the thousand back and close the card. That's it, right? Problem solved. And the NFT space and then the crypto space and the blockchain space, that doesn't exist. If an NFT was transferred from your wallet to somewhere else, like that's it's gone. If someone cleaned your wallet from your crypto, it's gone. You're not getting it back. So it's really important to like take extreme caution when you're doing anything in that space. Again, I don't want to like scare anyone off. The space is amazing. I've met so many awesome people already, but there's also a lot of bad actors and people who are trying to manipulate and basically game or play the system and utilize the fact that there's so many new people that are completely clueless and don't know what they're doing and they just take advantage of that. And, you know, that's always going to be the case. There's always going to be people who choose the, the dark side, right? Yes. So you just got to make sure you keep your eyes and and ears open and stay up to speed with everything that's going on. But again, if you're like, this is like my probably like top five tips of like how to stay safe. First, don't ever share your secret seed phrase. What's a secret seed phrase, you ask? It's a 12 to 24 uh, uh, combination of random words that you would get whenever you set up a new digital wallet. And that string of of random words is the only way of accessing your wallet. So if you lose that, like that's it. There's, like I said earlier, nobody to go to. 
nobody sees or knows that seed phrase but you. And you, when you set up your wallet, you're gonna get uh, shown that those words one time, and you need to like literally write them down on a piece of paper. Don't screenshot it and put it on your desktop. Don't email it to yourself. Don't put it on your Google Drive. Write it down on a piece of paper and then save that piece of paper like in a bank uh, vault or in a really like super duper secret hide space that nobody (laughs) knows where it is. And like nobody ever needs that phrase for any reason. Like the only time you would need that phrase if you want to essentially get access to that wallet on a different computer right it's called like importing an existing wallet Mm -hmm. it is the only time when you would actually enter those words again other than that for zero reasons nobody in the world would ever need your seed phrase please don't ever share it it's and so so that's it that's an indicator that if someone asks you for that is a scam. No one needs to know that information. So thank oh. you for sharing that. No one ever. Like just really, I, I, I can't repeat that enough because every time we talk about it, you know, the next day you hear someone who shared their seed phrase with someone. Don't do it. It's a secret seed phrase. Secret is the, 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 the key word here. Don't tell secret it. To secret is anyone. secret. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so now that we got that, never share your seed phrase. The next best thing is don't ever click on any links that anyone that you don't know who they are sends to you. Even if you get an email that you got an offer on OpenSea of you know 10 ETH on your item, that's really exciting. But don't click on that link in, in your email. Instead, go to your computer, open your browser. Go to OpenSea.io, go to your profile, look at that item, and see if there is an actual offer of 10 ETH on that item. And most of the times, you'll be surprised because there's actually no offer there, or there's an offer for $10 and not 10 ETH. That's another scam. Like you got to pay attention what the currency is that someone's offering or trying to buy it from you. It's really easy to miss if you're not paying attention. If you get too excited. Because you're new to the space, you're like, oh my god, it's my first sale. And then instead of getting $30,000, you're going to get ten. It's a big difference. And big you difference. Don't, you don't want to be in that spot. And again, I'm not just saying it. Like, it happened more than once. Don't rush. Take it slow. Quadruple check everything you're doing. When you're listing something for sale, make sure the price you want to sell it for is correct. Because that happened too. Instead of listing it for 50 ETH, people listed it for 0.5 ETH. And that is a really silly mistake to make. But, you know, again, this is not a scam, but it's just like a a human error. Safety. Yeah. You got to take things slow and you got to pay attention. Another thing that I would say is if anyone ever DMs you, on Discord or on Twitter or Instagram, like in any place, anyone reaches out to you out of the blue and tells you that you won ETH or you won Bitcoin or you won a random giveaway or there's a secret pre-sale available or is there's like literally every time anyone DMs you, it's a scam. Like that's it. Just 
always close your scams like disable or disable your your dms on discord and if anyone that you don't know dms you like it's an automatic block like i don't even care if you're dming me and i don't know you and you ask me to click something or the message is more than like two sentences we're done block automatic block and move on and if you can report that person do it because it helps you know to helps the community exactly I know for me with Discord, you know, it's another application to learn. Mm -hmm. And when I first got on there, I was very overwhelmed. I didn't know what was happening. Never been on the app before. I didn't know that DMs were a thing on Discord. And one day I click over and I see that I have these DMs. And I immediately was like, no, who would be DMing me? (laughs) I don't know anyone that would send me a DM on Discord. No, I'm not. I don't know anyone on Discord. And they're scams. They were like what you were just saying. So I immediately, I you know, I knew because people had educated me on safety. I knew never click on anything. This is a scam. It's been ingrained in my brain. And I immediately blocked, deleted so that I wouldn't click on anything. But it happens. It happens. So all the time. And the scammers are getting more and more sophisticated. And they're getting more and more clever because they're banking on the fact that people are impatient. People are trying to rush and do things really fast and no, they don't pay attention. Greed comes into place a lot, you know, like, oh, like, you know, I can mint this for half the price or like, oh, I won, you know, $100,000. Like, awesome. Yeah, I want it. You know, like, no, you don't want that. You don't want that. It's not worth it of getting your wallet cleaned out, completely wiped out clean and have nothing left. And there's literally nothing you can do about it. It's the worst feeling. Luckily, knock on wood, I haven't been scammed or hacked, but it it happened to like people that I know like in real life that are Mm -hmm. my friends that are not, you know, oblivious or completely new to the space, but it just happened to like the right circumstances happen and the same like and the perfect kind of combination which led mm-hmm. to that person getting uh, hacked and and their their wallet wiped out and you know it was probably like a lot of money in there and it sucks mm-hmm. again there's nothing you can do about it so please nothing you can do take things slow be careful don't trust anyone that you don't know and if, you know, sometimes you'll get a DM that looks like it's one of the moderators or the admins of the Discord. Like, don't trust that. And close that DM, then go back to the Discord, you know, right-click on that person's name, and that, like, on the right-hand side, you have all the names of the people on Discord. Right-click their name, and then click uh, direct message or message. If the same message that you got from them earlier pops up, then you know it's legit. But... 100% of the times you will see that a, a, a blank DM window will pop up and you're like, wait a second, didn't they just DM me? Where is that message? It's not there because it's a scam. It's not that person. It's really easy on Discord to change your name to look like mm-hmm. Gary V, for example, or someone else. Mm-hmm. I've even seen it like people like tweeting a screenshot about it. Be like, oh my God, Gary V DM'd me. And you know, everybody's like, no, it is no, he did it. Don't reply, just block, report, and move on. Like, please, don't get, like, don't fall a victim for that crap because it's just, it's the worst. And finally, again, 
Last but not least, because I can talk about it forever, get one of these, and obviously you can't see, but it's a hardware wallet. It looks like a USB flash drive. That cannot be hacked. Okay. Uh, you know, you share your seed phrase or store it on your desktop, but it's called either a cold wallet or a, a hardware wallet. I won't go too deep into it, but essentially it's a, a physical wallet where you can, you, know, you can send your most valuable either crypto or NFTs to that wallet. And again, nobody can access that digitally or remotely. You can also use that as a physical like two-factor authentication. So mm. if, you know, if you're trying to send money out of your MetaMask to somewhere else, or if it's trying to do any type of transaction, you would have to confirm that transaction physically by pressing button on your digital wallet. So it's like adds a very much needed extra layer of security. Mm-hmm. So it costs around like $120, cheaper than any NFT you would probably get. So yes, please do that. And never buy it from any third-party resale, uh, resellers. Only buy mm-hmm. directly from the website. I would love for you to recommend one for our audience, and we can link it in the show notes so they have a reliable source to go to. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're You've cool. shared so much value so far on how to stay safe as you enter the NFT community. I want to segue into what you're working on right now. Any projects you'd like to share? Yes, absolutely. I would love to. As we were talking earlier, you know, when I got into an NFT space, initially I was just being kind of like playing on the sidelines, you know, observing, kind of dipping my toes, getting uh, like a, a handful of uh, projects that are that were part of kind of like the community, and then getting my V friend. And after that, I was like, okay, this is definitely something I see myself doing for the rest of my life. I want Mm -hmm. to, you know, I was a consumer. Now I want to also be the creator, right? I want to be Mm -hmm. both. Not only the collector, I also want to be the the creator. And I think I've spoke to that a couple of times on like other podcasts and, and interviews, but I am not a digital artist. Like I'm not an artist in, in that regard like I don't paint I don't draw I make music been doing that for since I was like a teenager but I was never into uh, the visual art mm-hmm. and I decided to take a leap of faith and just learn it and and get into it so I bought my first iPad like literally five and a half months ago Never okay. owned an iPad before. Even now, like if you give me a piece of paper or and a pen or you know markers or whatever, I, I wouldn't know what to do with it. It'd be like, oh, did did, did your son drew this? And like, no, <laughs> this is my skill on a piece of paper. So, but when it comes to digital art, you know, I can utilize the tools and this and the different apps are to actually express myself in a digital art uh, form, and that was like really like unlocked like a new thing in me and that was like really cool so i've been doing the the digital art for like five months now and my first project was called or is called abstract mandalas so it's pretty much a man mandala type of creation like art Mm -hmm. and it's also kind of (laughs) abstract that's the name (laughs) abstract sounds very this sounds really interesting. I'm excited to check your work out. Tell us more. 
Yes. So that was kind of like the first my it was the first project of my own that I released. And again, by even by being in that space for at that point was, you know, like several weeks, I knew that I needed to do something that is slightly different. So with that project, when you purchase the NFT, the unlockable content, which is essentially like uh, another layer of that NFT that you get access to only if you own it. So what you get with that is the the art on a metal printed poster. Oh, nice. yeah, so it's kind of like different, right? Like you get the NFT, but you also get the same art in a physical form that you can like hang on the wall or, you know, put in your bedroom or whatever or sell it. Like you do whatever you want with it. But it's like an, an additional thing that you get with it. So it kind of like, again, uh, it separates me from the pack and in, in, in a way. So I've had it up for uh, a few weeks and then I had my first ever sale. Extremely excited, exciting. And, you know, just like, oh, my God, it actually happened. Like, I can actually do this, you know? Congratulations. Thank you. So then after that happened, I was like, okay, now I'm on fire now. I need to, like, you know, keep doing and keep uh, pushing in that direction. So I made a bunch of, uh, a bunch more and didn't really get too much traction after that first sale. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I maybe I should try something different, right? Like uh, that's at least for me. This is how I always do. Like I try something, and then you know if it works, great. I keep keep I keep doing that thing, and if it doesn't, then I pivot or I try something else until something clicks and works, and then I just keep pushing into that direction. So I created a new project that I've been kind of like drawing that just kind of uh, creatures for a while, and I mm-hmm. didn't really knew what to do with them and then one day i was kind of like sitting and and doodling and i was like interesting so i have like 13 different i call them guardians right the the project's called Mm -hmm. guardians of the underworld i have 13 of them and 13 is my favorite number i'm like maybe it's a sign and i was like okay i'm just gonna release it and i didn't really know what this gonna turn into right i just like i i have enough art that I can kind of put out there as a project, as a content, mm-hmm. and then like keep iterating and kind of see what happens. So the way it works is there's a hundred portals, which it's called a portal to the underworld, and thirteen copies of thirteen different guardians. So that's the project. Now the utility and the access that you get with the project is, to me, really unique. So if you own a portal, you are automatically entered into a monthly uh, giveaway that I'm doing. So all the portal uh, holders are entered into this giveaway, and the the prizes are usually NFTs that uh, I make and mint, and then just airdrop to the winners. And the only way to get those is through the raffle. So it's like creates this exclusivity. Like if you want to get that, you can either you know win the raffle or you can. Uh, try your luck and buy it on the secondary market but most people that win it they hold it because it's like oh this is unique like it's you know there's only like one or or three or five in existence and you know it's kind of like it's special right it has like some sentimental attachment to it Mm -hmm. so the portals got sold out and i was like oh my god this you know i'm i'm on a roll like i gotta keep I got to keep in this direction because this is whatever this I'm is doing, happening. Right? It's working. And initially, so what I did is for anyone who bought the, the portal initially, 
I uh, raffled off an iPad, iPad Pro with an Apple Pencil, right? So it's like I took half of the proceeds that uh, I would have made and I gave it back to the community mm-hmm. that supported me from the get-go. So again, creating trust, creating like the give more than you take is kind of like mm-hmm. the philosophy here and it always works. You know, when you give more than you take, like you will keep going and, and keep moving. Like there's no no doubt. And then with the Guardians is when you buy one of the Guardians, you get a 30-minute video call with me one-on-one where you can like, you know, do kind of like an AMA style, right? You can ask me questions, mm. you can talk about uh, anything, you know, we can talk about NFTs, what we're doing now, but it's more mm-hmm. of like an intimate setting. And I've had a bunch of those sessions and it's been awesome because generally our, most of those people were kind of like in the same boat as me got into that space fairly around the same time of like around Gary Vee's project and then they're like yeah I want to launch my own project or like tell me like what did you learn from your first drop or like for your from your first project so kind of like I shared my lessons I shared my experience so then you know their journey was way better and easier because they didn't yes. to consider or take into account the things that that I haven't and, and or the mistakes that I did, they didn't have to make, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, again, when for sure. So after that, the kind of the current iteration of the Guardians project is I released an additional nine creatures, and I call them stargazers. And Ooh. yeah, and so they are. There's a, a little bit of animation and music, original music that I made, also attached to to the stargazer, and all of them are one of ones, and. When you buy a stargazer, what you get is you get me as your accountability and slash coach for four weeks, an hour a week, one hour a week on a certain day and time. And Mm -hmm. we meet and we, I essentially help you launch your NFT project. So, you know, we can talk about ideation, the artwork, brainstorming, the roadmap, the what to do, what not to do, and just building uh, kind of like a, a strategy of like what you need to do in order to launch your NFT project, and like that's been going incredibly well. Like I love doing those sessions. I learn so much. I see people start believing in themselves and actually like mm-hmm. do the things they always wanted to do, but always doubt and doubt themselves because you know that's what we do as humans. We always doubt ourselves and mm-hmm. have all the what if questions. So just like having that you know those sessions once a week like really i can really see how that helps people and it's just mm-hmm. an incredibly rewarding to to watch that and be like part of that process so the way i did the drop was it was one uh, stargazer was dropped every single day for nine consecutive days as a dutch auction for 24 hours and they all got sold out before the 24 hours ended right so now those people have like a dedicated channel on my discord and a role that only they can access when they decide to sell it because you get that for three years so it's like once a year you get those four weeks with me so the idea behind that was so once we're done with the four the first four weeks until next year, like that token, you know, quote unquote, is like doesn't have any other additional utility. Mm-hmm. So they can sell it, and then whoever buys it also will get those four uh, weeks of accountability slash coaching with me. Mm. But the trick is, if you sell it, you have to list it at a price that you bought it for or higher. And because it was a Dutch auction, 
there's like different prices that they were uh, purchased for. So like for example, I think the most expensive one was like 0.29 or 0.28 ETH. Mm-hmm. And so like if that person wants to sell his, then he has to list it for 0.29 or, or more. So essentially, you purchase this token, you get this accountability and coaching with me, you launch your NFT project, then you sell the token, you get your money back, or hopefully even make more money, and mm-hmm. then the next person gets the same deal. So it's like, what? This is amazing. Like, That's so amazing. Much value, so much utility, and everybody wins. And everybody, like you keep your role and the access to the Discord channel, so, like, my goal is to, like, essentially build a network and a community of stargazers and, you know, they can talk to each other, help each other, like, have this, like, this tight group of people who all went through this process with me, you know, check in on each other, like, how's your project, you know, support each other's work, all of that stuff. And I've just been, I've been loving it. It's been an amazing experience. And I'm just really excited to like, see what happens next. And on top of all of that, I know I've been talking for so long, the entire Guardians of the Underworld like, project, my goal is to make it into a game. I can't really share much yet about what the game is or how it's going to work. The only thing I'm going to say is it's not a video game, but it's a game. Ooh. And I'm really excited about it. I shared it for like a handful of people that I, I really trust. And they all told me it's a great idea. And it's really unique and different. And... Hopefully, it will live up to my expectations, but, you know, we shall see. (laughs) Wow, you have shared so much value today, so much insight, and thank you for really diving into all of the layers of your project. Not only does it help us understand your project, but it helps us understand how we could potentially launch a project as well. Before we wrap this episode up, Droshik, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the Freedom with NFTs audience? Yes. I want to tell everyone that you have what it takes to make a living doing what you love. Like, you have it. The reasons why you're not doing it is... Like, actually, there's no, there's no reasons. There's only one reason why you're not doing it, and it's yourself. Mm-hmm. You are your own biggest blocker from doing and achieving the greatest things in, that life has to offer. And this is why I love this NFT space is because you can literally take any skill or any knowledge that you have, build an NFT project around it, and then start building a community, start providing value, start doing what you love to do. And, you know, start making money and start building and the the rest is going to be history. You just need to execute and show up and be consistent. And it's inevitable that you will succeed. And if you don't, you're just going to try something different. And at the end, it will happen. Yes. That's it. It's very simple. Like life on its own is very simple. We make it complicated. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. So how can we get a hold of you? How can we stay connected with you, Droshek? Instagram, Discord, Twitter. Like that's where I'm at. I'm assuming you're going to add or share links to to all of this stuff like on, on the podcast. But on Twitter and Instagram, it's just underscore Droshek, D-R-O-S-H-I-K. 
and then on all the other platforms it's it's Joshik. You know, if you just Google Joshik, you can probably find everything, <laughs> <laughs> everything about me. And, you know, if you want to check out my music, it's joshik.bandcamp.com or on Spotify. Just look up Joshik. I have some uh, releases there. But yeah, please, you know, reach out, DM, follow, join the Discord, get involved. Uh, and let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. I'm glad you wrapped it up with that. Thank you so much, Droshik, for being on Freedom with NFTs. Everything we discussed in our talk today will be linked below. And for those who are listening, I appreciate you dialing into Freedom with NFTs. Please subscribe, share, and comment. The goal is to share this information with the masses. And in order to do that, I need your help. Yes. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's all for now. I'll see you on the next episode of Freedom with NFTs. Thank you for listening to Freedom with NFTs. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your own freedom with NFTs.